Ladies and gentlemen, biatches of all ages, it's time to turn up your radios for the most entertaining and important podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life. No, I'm not talking about the Ralph Report. I'm talking about Bridget from the East Coast. I'm talking about Aaron from the West Coast. They are the bi-coastal biatches. Ladies, the stage is yours. What do you got for us this week? How the fuck are you today, Aaron? Um, I'm pretty good. We have a special uh, TikToker guest with us. Um, how the fuck are you? Carrie. Doing well. oh, oh, you're talking to Carrie. Awkward. See, this is what oh. I just said, Carrie instead of Carrie. Uh, yeah, we just went through this. See, this is what happens. I'm so out of practice. So I'm going to shut the fuck up. No, 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 no. So I just, I want to welcome Carrie. So you are, of course, on TikTok as Caribou. And I fucking am obsessed with your videos. And so I was like, Bridget, I've asked this TikToker to be on her thing. She's hilarious. Watch all her shit now. Um, so welcome. How are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for literally pretty much dropping everything and coming on like next day. So... <laughs> Um, and also, Bridget, how are you? I'm doing okay. Getting over a cold, so I'm still a little congested. I tried to do one of those nasal rinses before we recorded, and I felt like, you know, if you've ever seen those baby vid- those videos with the mamas and their babies when they're doing those nasal rinses and the kid is pulling the snot out, that's how I was about an hour ago. So if I hit mute, you'll know why. Fair enough. Also, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't record a food video because if you did... Carrie might uh, mention how you were touching everything. <laughs> she just might. I So when um, Aaron said, oh, I've invited this TikToker on the show, watch everything. I was like, okay, let me start. So I started with the video that Aaron sent me and then I just went back. And then I also noticed you were doing, you were involved with the book talk as well for a while too, which I found fascinating because I used to be an avid reader. I just now collect the books and never get around to reading them. <laughs> Same. Yes. So what got you into, yeah, what shifted your thing from the book talk or, you know, what got you into TikTok? Well, one day I just decided to make a video about uh, my ex who killed a cat and that video blew up. And I just stitched it with a video of someone asking about if you've ever eaten an inside out bagel. And it just went from there. And I've always wanted to do comedy. So it just kind of clicked. I have to say. For those of you who haven't checked her out that are listening, please go because you are so, you are nailing like British dry wit with your, like, it's everything you say is so matter of fact, but literally like I, you keep me from murdering my coworkers some days. Like when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, I, I gotta watch people make gross food things and here, like, here's a couple, uh, I literally made a, a little list last night. I went back through some of my favorites of your videos. So first of all, you did the, the Pocky chip challenge. Yes. And that was awful for you. Yeah. You made some terrible faces and sounds in that. We have friends that did it and they, um, <laughs> they were <laughs> throwing up and, and so it's not, it's not being on camera. Yeah, it's not an easy challenge. <laughs> Here are some of the things you said. <laughs> and I love it. So first of all, you smelled it and you said it smells like the underside of a nutsack and you still put it in your mouth. So proud of you for continuing the challenge or hot, hot chip. You make me feel like shit. That was a red, red wine. You make me feel so fine reference. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so good. 
Uh, and then you said that it was like someone shit on a corn chip and put fire on it. <laughs> but the the moment I fell in love with you, because I think this was one of the first videos I saw, was you said, just call my name, Usain Bolt, because it's running. <laughs> you talk. You're our guest. I'm, I'm, I could go on and on. So. Wow. I don't know what to say. Um, I just go with it. Just whatever comes out, I say it and hope it's not too inappropriate. <laughs> oh, there's we don't worry about that here. We have someone um, and we'll get to our, our voicemail in a in a little bit. We have a, a person that calls in and tallies our fucks and dicks uh, on the show because we say it so much. Then we call him Tally Man Todd. We'll listen to his voicemail a little later. Do you do a lot of cooking yourself? Yes, I love to cook. What's your like what's your favorite thing to cook? Like just brings you joy to make that dish. Butter chicken. Just mo- like a lot of. Uh, Thai recipes and oh. Asian recipes. How'd you get into Thai and Asian? My husband love, is a picky eater, and those are like his favorite foods. So I had to try to learn to make things for him. That's really interesting because I don't think when I someone says like, oh, they're a picky eater, I don't think like, oh, hey, let's go try these like different like spicy, savory, a mo- lot of roots and herbs and stuff in it. Asian cuisine. What, how? So tell us, your husband, is he full on board with your like TikTok? Like, is he obsessed with your videos too? Yeah, he's my hype man. Um, I, all my videos get the approval of him before I upload them. Ugh, that's terrific. How very fun. Where are you from? I'm sorry, because I'm catching oh. the Southern accent. Yeah, so where are you from? So I grew up in Oklahoma, but I live in Alabama. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, how come you moved out to Alabama for the husband or school or something? Yeah, I met a boy. Uh, they always do that to us, right? Like we, we yeah. top everything for them. What the fuck is wrong with us? I don't fucking know. Is this the boy that killed the cat? No, oh, it's okay. not. Okay. Thank God. Because I might have a problem with that. I just might have a problem with that. Bridget has a murder I- cat. Yeah, she's evil. She's she, evil. I love her to death. She's literally trying to murder Bridget at all times. I have a diva dog who sits next to me while I podcast, because if I don't let her sit right next to me on a chair like a person, she taps me incessantly or whines and ruins the recording. So that's terrific. <laughs> yeah, I have a Pomeranian. Her name oh. is Duchess. Oh, <gasps> that's adorable. Well, Bridget's cat's named Sassy, which I pretend is solely because of the movie Homeward Bound. I love that movie. It's I didn't choose the name. I've never seen that movie. I've never seen it, but this this little prima donna bitch face is Abby, and sometimes we call her a trash dog because she doesn't have all her teeth, and so she drools. So she's just got this like pinkish, dirty face. I could bathe her every day and she still looks like a trash dog. Those are our little fur babies, I guess you'd say. Do you have a favorite one of your TikTok videos you did? I think the corn video is my favorite. Rodal. I did not see that one. Tell me about that one. I missed that one. I'm sorry. So um, this person is making some kind of corn dip and I it was like the, the first big video that blew up. Um, and I called Rotel Rodal. And people either loved it or hated it. <laughs> I was watching the one about the 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 meatloaf like burrito type of thing the uh, last night. The one where they rolled up that giant like burrito looking long joint type of thing. Yeah. And at first, I was like, 
oh, I make a meatloaf that we I roll up also, but it sure as hell isn't that yeah. big. And I'm like, holy shit. So are, are people sending you these videos to comment on, to stitch with? Yeah, they are. And what, you don't cook with a schlong of beef? <laughs> Surprisingly enough, no, I don't. <laughs> oh God, I've <laughs> I've literally started using butterfucking as like a phrase when I'm like fucking with butter and that I'm using too much. And that was just a couple of days ago. And I'm trying to force it into people's conversations, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but it is. I mean, that video. In general, I'm so creeped out at all of the people that you do do videos on because you you say it in your video a lot, but they do. They're all. Oh, by the way, I pantomime and you guys can't obviously hear pantomiming. So I'm 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 simulating the butterfucking happening in the video. So sorry, guys, (laughs) this is an audio podcast. Um, But no, I, I you do everyone like the lady that made that disgusting pie with the the s'mores pie that turned into like, I don't even, I mean, I can't even say enough disgusting things about that pie. It was revolting. Um, but every single ingredient except the hot strawberry frosting, she's like patting it down with her hands and just like it, oh God, it, it creeps me out that so many people probably actually cook like that, that I've eaten their food at some point, you know, like, yeah, I learned recently those are fetish videos. Oh. That's why they're touching everything and they have fake nails on. Well, the one, I can't remember what video it was, but one of your videos, I was like, all I'm staring at are these like fake titties and hands. <laughs> and there was no head the whole time. And that makes sense because that's because I was like, it's a lot of cleavage for like a cooking video, but it just kept happening. But that that makes sense. I have an uh, an ex-boyfriend that I'm still good friends with. Um, That took time, I should say, that I'm now good friends with. Uh, He photographs people for OnlyFans. He does professional photography in general, but he has a couple people that have like OnlyFans accounts. And one of them does. Oh, God, is it Splosh Sploosh? Sploshing? Yes. Yeah, where you sit on the cakes. Is that like cake farts? You know, you you sit your naked ass on a perfectly decorated cake. Oh, and that's the fetish for some people. And so he's like, I can't unsee what I'm seeing, but she pays me so much money because her OnlyFans is so successful, which then means that there are probably hundreds of thousands of people paying to watch her just sit on a cake. And I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'll never kink or fetish shame anyone. I just quite honestly don't get that one because I don't, I don't want frosting in those places, you know? Yeah. It's like rule 34. If you can think it, it it exists in porn form somewhere. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, There's a sex educator I follow, Sunny Megatron. She used to have a show, I think, on Showtime or Skinamax or one of those channels. And one of the episodes was about people who were into the splooshing, whatever it's called. And they showed the cakes and like how they set up the rooms with all the plastic and then they're rolling around. And I'm like, I'm going to vomit. And again, I don't kink shame. And I, you know, listen, good for you. But that's just like, just, just way too much. Cause like I've had sex on the beach and having that sand up in some of those crevices isn't so hot. I can't imagine having cake and that sugary stuff. 
stuff in some of those places, how much, how uncomfortable and gross that would be. In a completely non-sexual setting, uh, back when I used to work at Disneyland, I orchestrated a thing where you got to uh, throw a pie in the face of uh, members of the leadership staff if you had done a really good job for like the whole quarter on like guest service. And so I had quite a few pies thrown in my face because I'm pretty bitchy and sarcastic. And so people would be like, could I go home? Like, I'd like to early release. And I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Do you want to ask the like 60,000 people in the park today if uh, they want to go home first or <laughs> like, I mean, that was just how I was with my cast members. And so I got quite a few pies. And I got to tell you, just the whipped cream smell in my nose for like, the rest of that day and a little bit of the next day because you uh, you cannot get all the way in there with like a washcloth or anything like that smell stays so i gotta assume if you're rolling around in you know pudding cake whatever that's a cleanup that's a real cleanup endeavor absolutely you don't want frosting in your pubes oh god oh. <laughs> or like or like a caramel sauce or a maple syrup that shit's forever that is some sticky shit oh you know maybe they can figure out a way to make a wax out of it or something and clean up the downstairs honestly i'm i'm pretty lazy about like just at a like i've never done any of those like i don't like those chocolate like body things or whatever like i'm just gonna enjoy my sex time and then i'm gonna like eat my fat girl feelings else like I don't know. Also, maybe it is my like my uh, chubby uh, insecurities where I'm like, if I have to lick food off someone, that means I'm extra fat. Like I can't even <laughs> stop eating during sex. Kind of. I don't know. That's probably my own hang ups. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I'm always the first person to be like my, my therapist was like, please stop calling yourself a fat piece of shit. And I was like, well, but if I say it first, no one else says it. Or I take the like weapon away from someone. And so I feel like sexually, I'm not trying to put a weapon in someone's hand where they're like, oh, I fucked this fat chick and she had to eat food off my body. No, I'm out. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a thing I need. So I think we should listen to our voicemail before we forget. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me cue that up. Well, hello, ladies. I'm sorry for my absence last episode. I was taking my son home last Friday since he was out for the week visiting. It was kind of busy last week. And then ironically, it's snowing like fucking crazy in California. Like you were dealing with Aaron and people don't know how to fucking drive. And I'm just glad I don't live up in the hill anymore. Big Bear was getting snowed in and people were stuck. Yeah, so it's been crazy weather down here in California, too, where it's funny because it was 45 in LAX and then I drop him off in New Orleans and it's fucking 82. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Anyways, we got a few tallies to get caught up on, right? So on the lost episode, you guys had nine dicks, 221 fucks. The episode after that with Mr. John Fink, the vegan giant, you had two dicks and 40 fucks. And I believe even John had about six fucks added into that. I think I'm going to start doing like a special guest tally as well whenever you guys have a special guest on we'll just start doing that separately from your guys's actual tally and stuff and then finally this past week's episode you guys had only one dick and 59 fucks so 
Yeah, kind of like you said, Bridget, a while back when you had Eddie on, I think when you have a certain special guest on sometimes that the fuck count goes down. I think that's kind of noticeable, especially with uh, Fink's episode. Anyways, ladies, I'm going to shut up. I don't want to ramble on too much. I always do that anyway. So I love you both. Keep it up. I'll talk to you later. Stallion Man taught out. So you 221 fucks in one fucking episode. How much fucking better can it be? I fucking love it. Poor, poor Carrie. Just so you know, I'm known as the fuck word lady. I say the word fuck a lot. I'm sort of notorious amongst people about it. And my um, boyfriend's son, actually, his kids refer to me as the F word lady. And I do my best not to say it around them, but they have heard certain, well, especially the oldest, they have heard certain podcasts. So they know I drop the F bomb quite a bit. So, um, but 221 fucks, I didn't think that was possible. I am thoroughly impressed by us. I, honestly, that might be our highest fuck count ever. I'm not sure. Todd could probably tell us. You probably keep mm-hmm. like a running like list. I don't know. Um, but you know what? We must not have been doing in any of those episodes. We must not have sung the Nickelodeon song, which this will be a treat for you, Carrie. This is where I rip off the Nickelodeon theme song from the 90s and go, dick, 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 Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a guarantee to get us about like seven f- dicks i think out of that um todd has it down because he knows once he starts hearing the song he knows what the number is and he just yeah. throws it into his tally right away i used to do it so that it would throw him off and he had to like try harder to count the dicks but now he knows how many are in my little song mm. So that didn't that didn't pan out. And also, Todd, it was nice to hear your voice. I'm glad you're back in the swing of things and that we are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of swing of things, I am a terrible podcaster and I forgot I buried the lead on this. So, Carrie, you recently hit 2000 or 200,000 subscribers. Yeah. Or followers or whatever. I'm old. Friends. Fre- Did you say friends? Yeah. She's adorable, guys. Just so you know, she's literally the cutest thing. Um, I just, I'm so excited for you. Also, can you tell people what your relationship with with Rosé is like? Because that was quite a face you made after you took a sip, but you immediately did say, I'm not a bitch, and you finished it. Yeah, that stuff was foul. It was fucking terrible. Do you hate all rosé? or No, I like some. It just depends. I don't know the brands or whatever. Oh. We had some on my wedding night that was okay. That's... <laughs> I just had a peach wine the other day, which sounds like it's already going to be garbage. But I was given a bottle of Stella Rosa peach once and it was okay. So I bought some random store brand peach wine because I was like, I had a long work week. How bad can it be? And uh, it was that bad. And I was a bitch. I couldn't finish the bottle. I barely finished the glass I poured. And then I literally, and it hurts me to waste alcohol. I poured it out. I couldn't do it. Um, Sometimes bad wine is just bad wine. Well, that's just proof you're not an alcoholic. So good for you. See, you've (laughs) just proven you're not an alcoholic. So that's a good thing because I personally would have finished it no matter how much I fucking hated it. 
That's so. true. So Bridget has been sober. I'm I in recovery. Or recovery, uh, excuse me. I'm in recovery because I, I don't like using certain terminology in particular about things. Uh, That's okay. Uh, 33 years. I just celebrated That's 33 awesome. years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yet I hang out with a bunch of drunks and stoners. <laughs> you really do. You really do. And I, but that's with the with our Garmy crowd. Personally, I don't hang out with a ton of drunks and stoners, but with the Garmy crowd, I do. It is. It's honestly a testament to your willpower and the effort that you've mm-hmm. put into your recovery, because the way <laughs> she and I met each other was through this other podcast that we listened to. And the people in that group i mean i've never met so many borderline alcoholics i've never i mean outside of my 20s i hadn't seen people like go that hard and these people are all in their like 40s and 50s so it's like you should like i know better and i (laughs) try to not ever party like that uh but yeah it's it's wild so we, uh, I obviously, and now Bridget, I've forced her into fandom uh, of yours as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have accounts that you follow on TikTok that you think are just like, I'm going to say the bee's knees. I don't know why, but that's what I chose. I like the the North Omaha cat lady a lot. Oh. And I like um, Daniel McCoin, the little chef guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. So I so the book talk stuff. So it was a lot of the 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 um the romance, shall we say, or you know the king the sexier time stuff. So how'd you start those videos? Well, I just wanted to meet people that like books too, and so that's how I got into book talk. And then I mm-hmm. wanted art, which are advanced reader copies of books, mm-hmm. and it went from there. And then I got into reading about monster dick. And that's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, our our good friend uh, wrote his first novel, and uh, mm-hmm. it reminds me very much of I don't know if you've read any of Ernest Klein's books, like Ready Player One, or uh, no. it's it's a little more sci-fi. It's not really romancy, but it is uh, it's real good. Um, that's just so me plugging. Oh, yes. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron. That's Aaron. so my other podcast that I do is with my boy. Uh, it, basically, if I was a man, mm-hmm. it's this other person. Um, but uh, you so you said monster dick and that immediately yep. made me think of the terrifying was that a vibrator or a dildo? Bridget sends us, and we're in this group chat, and she sends us this thing, and it looked like a... A monster dick. A, a mon- dildo. A monster dick that also had, like, warts or boils on it. I mean, it was just terrifying. Um, and so when you say monster dick, are you talking about size or because they're actually monsters? Well, they're monsters. So, okay. Like, just... Weird penises, two-headed dicks, and all kinds of stuff. Okay. And how did you start getting the advanced reader copies? Because, I mean, that, that, that to me is really cool. And maybe I should start reading again and doing some book talk myself so I can get some free books. Uh, just reaching out to different authors and uh, joining their street teams or their uh, mm-hmm. hype teams, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's and how I would get the... Mm-hmm. what. 
I'm sorry. No, no, no. Finish. Please finish. I interrupted. That's just how I would get the art Mm -hmm. um, joining different street teams. Mm -hmm. No, that's really awesome. Um, Because I I used to go to, they had in New York for a while, uh, it was called Book Con. It was similar to like a Comic Con. And you would go to the Book Con and you get a lot of free copies and samples. And that's how I got a ton of my books. I got to see Judy Bloom. I, I, I got some really cool stuff through that. But um it, it wasn't so much the sluttier side, though there were some things that were a little bit more risque, but it was connected to Book Expo, which was geared towards like bookstores and school librarians and stuff. And then the people who did New York Comic Con created Book Con and piggybacked right off since all these publishers and stuff would be in town. So it'd be a great way to get those types of advanced reader copies. So now you talked about how like you wanted to start doing these things to like develop a community. Have you started developing a community? Have you you know, how are you doing with your other TikTok creators and stuff like that? Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of winging it. That's all I know mm-hmm. to do. Um, I've reached out to people. I'm trying to make connections. That's about mm-hmm. all I know to do. Mm-hmm. Do you find people to be receptive? So far. Or that people will come to me, too. Yeah, that's some, great. Some weird podcaster girl approached you recently. I heard. <laughs> She's great. What a weirdo. Uh, I'm so fascinated about this this book thing. And, and this is, I guess, a testament to the fact that I'm in my early 40s, maybe, and I don't understand the world anymore. Uh, what it, so you said you said it's a street team for the books? Is that? I'm, it's like a group of hype women or hype people that will read your book. And uh, once they read the books, they get the word out there to other people, make videos about it, post it on their social medias. My God, I've been a hype girl all my life, but just not getting (laughs) any perks. I'm literally like even my buddy Aaron, I'm like, I was like, Dad, you got to read this book. This is the first draft. I'll get you the second one later. Like, I'm that person. I got to get in on this because I, too, like Bridget, tend to buy books. That's the end of that sentence. I don't <laughs> always remember to read them all. In fact, our good friend Kristen was like, hey, you sh- she- she's coming to watch my dog while I'm in France because my dog has such bad separation anxiety that the lady that I take her to for boarding basically said, I don't feel comfortable taking her for two weeks because I think she's going to die. And I was Aww. like, cool. That's terrifying because that makes me know how awful she feels to not be at home and not be with me. So our friend is flying into the Portland area where I live so that she can hang out with her for, you know, two weeks and some change. And she was like, you're a reader, so I know you've got shelves full of books I've never heard of. And I was like, (laughs) "Okay." so I feel like I have to go back and watch some of your earlier like book talk videos because I I do love a good sexy book. <laughs> what is your favorite? Who, what are some of your favorite authors and books? Jennifer Hartman, Nyla Kay, Penelope Douglas, uh, Ashley James. And what what draws you to them? Well, Jennifer Hartman wrote my favorite book, which is Still Beating. It's a dark romance. And I love everything she does. Uh how she lays out the story and um, there's awkward moments the characters have and I can identify with being awkward. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Same. I know that feeling. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm definitely going to be adding that to my uh, Amazon or iBook uh, purchase list. Um, Check your trigger warnings. Ah, uh, yes. Trigger, trigger warnings. warnings. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so talk about that because I noticed in one of the videos I was watching earlier that you mentioned about checking the trigger warnings. So, how did you find how that you? Did you have any backlash by not mentioning some of the triggers that some of these books contain or no? No, I've just learned from other people. And, you know, I, I try to be mindful that people do have triggers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. with a dark romance, you can get into some quite triggering stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So with your the people who are watching your videos, have you had any you know negativity or any backlash or anything you've done that maybe has caused problems for you? Or has it been pretty much a positive reaction to your stuff? It's been pretty positive. There's some trolls and maybe I'm doing the wrong thing, but I have fun with them. <laughs> I'll tell them I'm growing out my toenails or something or I'll just talk back to them. <laughs> I think that sounds like the absolute right way to handle that. What books did you start with when you were younger? Because I'm going to assume like me, you were an avid reader as a kid. What were some of your favorites as a child? Oh, I love the Mary Kate and Ashley books, um, Judy Bloom, like you were talking about. Just anything I could get my hands on. I read Stephen King as a kid, even. Mm. Ooh, have you read yeah. Joyland? No, I haven't. Uh, that's a it's not a super talked about, I guess, Stephen King, but it's about like a an old like amusement park, like a, a Coney Island kind of vibe. Um, it's a lot of fun. I love, honestly, if it's more like crime drama or more like fantasy, because I, I feel like books have that special thing that take you out of your like boring everyday life. And, and you know, you, you have this imagination. I just reread Harriet the Spy the other day because I was cleaning out like a box of stuff from storage and I found some of my old like chapter books from when I was a kid. And I was like, I remember eating these like tomato sandwiches and being sort of just a real like pisser and just like doing her own thing. And so I think I think books are really special. So I I definitely want to go back and check out some of your your book talk stuff because I'm I'm a nerd and I like it. Yeah, like I when I went to BookCon the year they had Judy Bloom as the headliner, she was the main person. I got in there nice and early. I had purchased the VIP pass so I could get in early. Um, and I remember she came up and I just started tearing up. And I'm like, there's my childhood author, her and Madeline Lengel. Those were my two as kids. And I just started tearing up that here I was, you know, like face to face with this woman whose books like, you know, shaped my world. You know, I mean, I still have copies of are you there god it's me margaret and then again maybe i won't and stuff that are just like all beaten up for the number of times i've read them and i'm just like here i am i'm in the presence of this goddess and it's just like okay calm down calm the fuck down here you know but like you know i was that kid in school who i you know recently found out a couple of years ago that my teachers actually had to call my parents and tell them to tell me to stop bringing books to school because instead of so, uh, hanging out and 
playing with the other kids like during recess and stuff, I would sit and read books and they're like, no, you need to socialize. I'm like, I don't want to socialize. I want to read books. But apparently the teachers had to tell me and I'm like, you've got to be a fucking nerd if the teachers are telling you, telling you, you can't bring books to school. Like, you know, what teacher does that? Right. You know, how often does that happen? (laughs) We really had a flip of personalities here because I gotten uh, so my school had this really fucked up thing uh, called the red feet and the red feet or red feet painted on the ground at the edge of the cement from like the lunch table area that faced out on the playground. So if you were in trouble, you were printed to eat your lunch quickly and then you had to go stand on the red feet for all of recess or all of lunch and watch the other children have a good time while standing there unable to sit down or anything you should stand and watch everyone else enjoy the day it was so fucked i absolutely hated it but i was always there because i was like scheming with people or like one time this kid called me miss piggy and it was before i was fat like as a kid i was shockingly anorexic i mean i look unhealthy in pictures of me at the time and this kid called me Miss Piggy because of my ringlets. And I was just like, fuck that. And I just pushed him down and punched him in the face while I was like straddling him. And uh, and here's how this gets funny is that I started telling people I fisted Jeff Kane because when you're a kid, you don't know what that sounds like. So literally all <laughs> these like teachers and like people at the school were like, stop saying that. <laughs> don't say fisted and i was like why i i fisted him and they're like don't don't do that don't that hand gesture none of it you you punched him and i was like whatever you're wrong and one time i also sold views of my cute little pink panties under my dress to people for like a buck a piece stood up on the slide my other friend collected the cash we got right back on those red feet Uh, So I think it's funny that you, Bridget, who are like the queen of sexy things, and I am (laughs) such a nerd now, somehow we flipped. Mm -hmm. I was the badass slut in elementary school, which is obviously when you should be one. (laughs) Nope. Did you watch like 16 Candles and get the idea from 16 Candles to sell pics, you know, sell views of your panties? I have no idea. And also like, one time when I was playing Shira, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't play with people, there was a time where I wouldn't play with kids if they wouldn't also play Shira. I would just be like, fuck you, I'm going to go do my own thing. Um, I was tied to like that pole you slide down on like the and left. And the teacher had to come untie me because mm-hmm. they left me there because I was being too aggressive with my Shiro play. And so they were trying mm-hmm. to teach me a lesson. So I, I was, I was a bad kid. Oh no, it sounds like a good time to me. I'll be honest with you. I don't think at like seven or eight or whatever I was, I was like, ooh, being tied up is sexy. I don't think that occurred to my tiny brain. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Yeah. I remember, though, going to the candy store because I used to live in Queens, New York, and there was a candy store and they had all these books like on the top, top rack, well out of my reach. And I love books. So like I'd always look at them like, hmm, I wonder if I could get one of those books. And there's this one book I remember and I don't know the name of it. I don't know the quote unquote author's name or whatever. But there was a woman sitting on a chair and she was tied up in ropes. And I just I still I can still see that image and I still can't get it. And I'm like, oh, that looks good. I wonder what that book's about. (laughs) And it stuck in my head from before I was a teenager. And I'm like, oh, well, no wonder why I'm a sick bitch as an adult. That's kind of how I learned what hentai was as FYE. They had it like hidden. With a tentacle uh-huh. porn. Yeah. Mm. So were you able to find a lot of tentacle porn at FYE? Because, like, FYE was past my time because I'm a little older. Yeah, they had it, but it was, like, covered and, and protected. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy any, though. Uh, so did you go through the stage of reading the Anne Rice, you know, uh, R-rated or X-rated books as well? The Taming of No, not really. Beauty. Oh, no, you skipped over those? No, I didn't read any dark romance or romance until book talk. Oh, oh wow. So what's your, what was your, like, go-to type of book prior to that? Horror. That's my oh. bread and butter. Yeah. Um, it's Halloween, like, all year round at my house, by the way. I'm obsessed. Uh, you Not that you can see, um, because, I mean it's tiny but my these pair eyewear frames that i have my friend makes these toppers and so these have jason all over them and uh, yeah so i uh i love horror do you have any recommendations of like good horror books that maybe like people don't know as being you know mainstream or whatever so last year, my favorite book I read was called Slewfoot by Brom. Okay. Brom read, wrote Krampus. Yeah. And I haven't read that one yet, but I really enjoyed it. And the artwork is just top notch in the book. What's the book about? So it's like in the 17 or 1800s, and this uh, lady is being um, deemed a witch. And she meets, you know, a devil or whatever, and things go from there. I'm like all in. I literally, when I stopped talking, it wasn't because I just couldn't remember how to. I was like, okay, so Brown Krampus and this other book, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Um, yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, although <laughs> I read two that border on horror, but they're like, so ridiculous and i want to know if you read these and what your opinion are but have you ever read the pride and prejudice pride and prejudice and zombies i haven't but i've seen them um and then there's the um what's it called abraham lincoln vampire killer no but i've seen the movie i've seen the movie as well the book is equally as ridiculous uh, which i I read the book first and then the movie came out um do you enjoy did you enjoy the movie yeah, it was pretty good, but I watched it a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I find often with books, as does the world, I think, that it's usually a lot better in print. 
than than the film version. But there was a lot of tongue-in-cheek dialogue that was, uh, I feel like, amplif- they amplified the, like, comedy aspect for that film. But, um, yeah. Well, if you like comedy and horror, Grady Hendrix is a good author. And uh, he has a book called uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism, and it was turned into a movie. And it's, like, kind of Stranger Things vibes. It's, like, Mean Girls meets the 80s so kind of like heathers with an exorcist twist that sounds interesting that sounds great honestly because one of my favorite things to watch every halloween is uh jennifer's body i love that movie i just love it so much i i literally tell people all the time that boys are placeholders because so (laughs) out of obviously out of all three of us here I am single, very single. Uh, I went on a date recently. That's the end of that sentence. Um, I'm very picky. And I'm a little curmudgeon in my old age. And so uh, I, I often tell people boys are placeholders that they come and they go. So um, that's awesome. I'm so thankful and excited that you came on the show with us today. Um, Obviously, we're sort of an aggressively uh, foul-mouthed sexual podcast at times, but we also, uh, we had an episode once where Bridget talked about chicken for, like, you made some chicken dish, and we talked about it one episode for, like, quite a while, and you talk about your meatloaf sometimes, so I feel like you're more (laughs) like our chef. (laughs) Very bad chef. Very bad chef. Let's put it that way. I, I only started cooking a couple of years ago because I was basically forced to because there wasn't where I moved here in Connecticut. They didn't do a lot of delivery pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck, I better start cooking. But I really suck. And um, it's at the point my boyfriend lives down in D.C. And when he comes to visit, he drives up and he brings his own knives and cutting board <laughs> because he hates my mm-hmm. knives. <laughs> like He fucking despises them. <laughs> But like that was the thing, like watching your videos, though, like uh, with the the stuff with like, I'm so glad you told me that those videos are fucking, you know, uh, uh, fetish videos because the shit that they do and they make. I'm like, there's no way somebody is eating this shit. You know, it's just like the the one where they put like the tomato soup and the graham huh? cracker crust. I was just like, what the fuck? Oh, and then you were like, and the mozzarella pearls. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm sorry. You mean when she said the mozzarella pearls deserved better than that? And also yeah. that might have been I had a whole list of like little quote things you had said that just really tickled my fancy and w- one of them was the i guess you could call that a wish pie because you wish you were eating something else and i was just like well uh that's that's perfectly accurate i just <laughs> uh did you see the the bacon chodes one bridget yes 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 i also said what you said almost immediate i was like those are gonna be raw inside <laughs> yeah and then they were and then she ate it um i I like that we're teasing some of your videos because i feel like we're introducing our listeners to an entire new world of joy (laughs) neil 
knowing those are some of those are fetish videos because some of them I think are probably legitimate, but definitely some of them are like those fetish videos. Does it make you look at these videos differently when you find come across them, whether it be because somebody sent uh, uh, tagged you in it or you just happen to find it? Well, kind of. I just think that uh, I feel bad because you know there's someone that's going to go out there and try to make that. And then there's always someone in the comments that's like, they're just trying. Just give them a break. It's probably pretty good. No <laughs> one's eating that shit. No. That, no. Pe- that peach waffle one. That, you no, all those eggs just fell out. Yeah. you. Someone in your comments, I think, said something like, there's a thousand dollars worth of, or did you say, someone, whether, I don't know if it was you or a comment, but someone said there's, I like think it was a commenter, thousand dollars worth of eggs on that counter because eggs oh. are insane right now, honestly. Yes. For anyone listening that doesn't regularly buy eggs, I consume a lot of eggs because I'm a baker. Yeah. Talking about eggs, those things are getting really expensive. You got to get you an egg guy. Get it straight from the cloaca. <laughs> so true. So true. So can I just tell you that I did not know what a cloaca was until like somewhat recently. So apparently I was, I guess the point here is guys, I'm dumb. And that everyone but me knows what a cloaca is until recently. So I don't I feel like it's common knowledge. I don't think everybody knows. I definitely know too much about duck sex um, because Isabella Rossellini did like a video a few years back where she talked about how male ducks are kind of rapey and they have corkscrew penises and she's dressed up like a giant duck. It's the strangest thing. If If either of you feel like looking something up on YouTube and just being sad about it, she... Because Isabella Rossellini, I mean, she's she's stunning and she's just dressed like a duck and she's like, I have multiple tunnels in my lady. I don't think she says vagina. Maybe she does. And she goes, because I only let the one in I want to let in. And I was like, I don't I don't understand what I'm watching. This is like almost duck porn, but that's not great. So that's where that's my bird knowledge. I'm kind of afraid of birds, so. They freak me out. Yeah. My dog keeps trying to make friends with the ducks in our community because there's I have a creek that runs, like, behind my apartment. And I'm like, get away from them. You don't know. <laughs> the birds by me, they uh, built a nest in the vents right outside my apartment that lets out for the dryer and stuff uh, like that, where the dryer yeah. exhaust goes out. So every so often I have to have the maintenance people here to clean out the duck the ducks which is of course how and Aaron will know about when they uh, maintenance people left my door wide open and they took out the screen in my window and left everything wide open that my cat could have gotten out but I'm not going to go there right now because that might have been the world record of fucks for me but um yeah but because of that nest I also have a deck at my apartment and the birds hang out on the deck on the railing and I have two big double doors and my cat just like loves to sit there and watch the birds. And she's got like free wildlife TV in front of her because of that nest that they like to build over there. 
So, yeah, but the birds are freaky. I have a friend who's terrified of birds and like it just it's like inevitable that wherever we are, a bird is dive bombing her. And it's just and I can't help but laugh my fucking ass off at it. But like, you know, if it was a spider, I would fucking kill somebody if they laughed at me the way I laugh at her with birds. Um, We have a, a crow problem in Portland. There are literally like thousands and thousands of crows in downtown Portland that sit in the trees. They are as far out as I live just slightly outside of the city and they're as far out as where I live. And one of the baby crows died last year. And so they basically they're called a murder. (laughs) Well, a group of crows. Let me mansplain that to you guys. A group of crows is a murder. (laughs) (laughs) and um there were like multiple murders of crows they came to mourn i didn't know they did this they mourn when like an animal dies and like it gets moved or whatever it upsets them so for weeks around our complex there were like thousands and thousands of crows that were just constantly like doing that like screechy whatever noise they make because they were like pissed because our like maintenance people took the dead baby crow and disposed of it instead of letting them like sit over it for a couple days so for weeks there was like a really creepy sit-in in all the trees surrounding my house it was terrifying sounds like a start to one of the books carrie would like to read except you need some monster dicks in there too you know one of those crows yeah. has to come down and become a human or some shit like that with some crazy <laughs> crow dick I mean, I don't know if I'd be as mad at birds if they had like, if they became sexy guys with huge dicks. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> and they can fly away when they're done. Very important. <laughs> Let them go off and disappear. But it's almost like Lady Hawk, the movie Lady Hawk with Rucker Howard, Matthew Broderick, and Michelle Pfeiffer back in the day. Do you? Mm, nope. Okay. Yeah. I'm that old. Okay. It was, it was like early, early uh, Matthew Broderick where uh, Rucker Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer were put under a curse and she became, um, she was a hawk during the day and human at night. And he was a wolf at night and a human during the day. And the, it took place like in the fucking, you know, black plague error and stuff like that and they because of the curse they would never be able to be together but they traveled together watching over one another and matthew broderick is in it trying to help you know break the curse type of thing i don't know it was a really good movie um it's a very 80s movie so like it takes back like you know it takes place like in the middle fucking ages but it's got a very 80s synthesizer heavy soundtrack. Sweet. And it was advertised very fucking poorly. But yeah. Anyway, okay, I digress as usual. That was um that was a lot to unpack, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um was there like is. there was never like a middle time where they got to like get it on? Ever like they well, never? You know, I'm not going to give spoilers to a thirty-some-odd-year-old oh, movie. I'm not going to watch this film ever. I'm literally <laughs> already forgotten the name of it. Well, they figure out they can break the curse due to like a solar eclipse because the part of the curse is as long as the moon and uh, the sun are never seen together, they can never be together again. But when but they have to be in front of the guy who cursed them, who's like a fucking cardinal or some shit like that, and like the fucking papacy and so like they have to like be in front of him during a solar 
Blur Eclipse and blah, blah, blah. And hijinks ensue. I'm sure that's a good movie. movie. I'm sure that's a good movie to take an animal to. (laughs) (laughs) It probably is. That is. Probably is. (laughs) I'm sure it's a great movie. So do you have... uh, are there any things that you enjoy? Like, but I love to listen to like the Beatles, like later music and uh, other like psychedelic type rock things. Are there things that you like to watch or listen to with an edible that you feel it's like better? Workaholics and uh, I love watching Eric Andre's show. Oh, yes. <laughs> with it. Yeah. My friend and I just watched Love Island and we we could only watch it high, but our friend's 13 year old daughter is watching it. So we wanted to get caught up for her. And uh, yeah, no, we needed we we it couldn't do it sober. It's too hard. But <laughs> you care a lot more. <laughs> You're just a little bit high. It's no doubt. Well, we're going to miss out on all of this stuff or not. I'm so upset. I guess maybe you're not uh, by the tone of your voice. Not so much. Well, we're kind of coming up on our hour. Are there Mm -hmm. any, any, is there anything you want to say to us or any questions? I'm not fishing for like compliments or anything here. I just, uh, if you were like, Hey, you said blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Just chucking along. Excellent. Well, we're glad to have you here with us today. Absolutely. And feel free. I mean, if you ever want to come back, we would love to have you. Um, We won't fangirl over you as much. We'll just incorporate you in our weird sex or uh, I should have prepared a fuck, marry, kill for today. Maybe if Mm. you come back, we'll we'll play fuck, marry, kill because that's always all right. A lot of fun for our listeners. So, yes well what other social media are you on so that you can tell our listeners so they can find you basically all i have is tiktok and instagram my instagram is linkable in my uh tiktok i don't i think it's okay caribou is my handle but i don't use it that often Okay. I got on there the other day and realized people were following me and I was like, holy shit, I haven't been on here forever. <laughs> do people ever recognize, I know I just said we were going to wrap it up, but I just thought of this. And do people ever recognize you when you go places? Like, are they like, hey, you're actually, yeah, I think that TikTok pushes it out to people in your area first. Yeah. I had um someone the other day come up to me and told me they like my videos. And then my best friend growing up told me that someone tried to show her a video of a funny girl and it was me. And that's all the way in Oklahoma. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Does it ever feel weird to you? Like so fucking weird. (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to roll with the punches, but you know, I've always been this little awkward nerdy kid. So it's, it's weird coming to grips that people want to talk to me and stuff now. It feels very imposter syndrome, right? Like, yeah, because we have people that will approach us at things and we're like, okay, I'm just gonna, and I have anxiety. So Bridget sparkles and dazzles the room if we're both at an event together. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I'm just gonna drink my cocktail. 
I also have anxiety. Yeah, I can't. It's it's weird to me. I don't understand why anyone would want to listen to me talk. But they do. They do. Well, they and do. People people love your videos and and rightly so. So we'll just Absolutely. all build each other up. This will be a mm-hmm. sounds good to me. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank, well, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. Open door to come back whenever you want. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. So where can they find us? You can find us at Instagram at Bicoastal Biatches. We have our Facebook group, which is also Bicoastal Biatches. On Twitter, we're at Bicoastal, B-I-O-T-C-1, or just search for the Bicoastal Biatches and you'll find us. You can also email us at Bicoastalbiatches at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. And where can they find you, Erin? I am on Twitter and Instagram as T-O-A-O Turtle. And I can be found at Bridget F-A, F is in Frank, A is in Apple on Twitter and Instagram. So join the bitch brigade and don't forget to tell your friends about us. We'll keep talking if you'll keep listening. Bye. Bye. Here they are just two bikers of girls living life in a podcaster world things really suck things get really tough